0: No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment, and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.
1: Like A lot of people think you need to be paid. That's like a big thing in like creative yeah. world, You're like, oh, I did a service, I'm worth x like 250 dollars take photos but i'm i'm a very strong believer in the opposite is actually more valuable than a short-term payment sure a lot of them will just take the photos and run with it yeah well some don't
2: and those are the
1: people who will stick around you'll be their guy forever
2: What's going on, everyone? Casey Adams here. Welcome back. Today we got the homie Justin Escalona. What's up, man? Appreciate you coming on the show, man. Of course. So, dude, first thing first. I know this is our first time meeting. I've been following your content for a while, and my my buddy put put me on to everything you're doing, and I'm like, dude, like, you're doing it different than anyone I've ever seen before in terms of content creation with the clothing out and you have 1340 Collective, and it's been unique for me to watch because I think a lot of people like you know like there's so many people to follow on social media, but like. You're very, very different in the terms of storytelling, but for the people that may not know what you're currently up to and what you're working on, I'd love for you to kind of just give a glimpse outlook of like okay. what 1340 Collective is, what it means to you, when you started it, and then we'll get into the story.
1: Okay, so my name is Justin Escalona, and I am the founder of this company called 1340 Collective, and 1340 started off as a... Cl- as as really as a joke. So I at, I used to go to the school University of Southern California. I was a film student here, and while I was out here, there was a kid in my dorm. It lived like a few ha- ha- few dorms, uh, few dorms down <laughs> yeah. next to me, and he had his own clothing company. And I was always he's always be bragging about like how good his company was doing, how like, how he was just killing it. And I found out that he's only selling like ten units. And I'm like, yo, that's really not killing it. And I feel like I could do better. And in the whole USC like spirit, you always have to outdo each other. Yeah. And as a joke, I made my own company, Thirteen Forty Collective, and that was just based off Thirteen Forty. Literally, is my freshman dorm room number. That's so dope. And then <laughs> I studied about streetwear. I studied about all that whole scene for a while. And next thing you know, I turned into in the first week of being live, it was able to turn it into a in twenty thousand dollars worth of revenue in just yeah. one week. Without really any knowledge of the space, and I said, I thought, hey, maybe I should probably like, take work it on it, take it serious, and find a way to make this something more legitimate besides just a joke. Yeah. And now we're here, and just trying to just do it. That's so dope. So you, so you graduated college when? Oh no, I didn't graduate yet. Oh yeah, so okay. I have uh, like four more weeks of four, college. Oh, four more but weeks. I, only problem is I am not doing too good in the grade sphere. <laughs> and
2: uh god helping our best we can get through this okay that's what's up man so for the people that may not know so in terms of your brand you built we obviously connected on instagram right over 600,000 followers on there over 300,000 on youtube yeah when would you say that came in the into your life in terms of social media growing a following because i think a lot of people i come from a small town in virginia and it's like this whole social media world, it's like, you either do it or you don't. Like, There's no like kind to of doing it, right? So it's like, I can yeah. tell like, you went all in, you're doing what you're doing. So when did that start for you in terms of the social media aspect? So at a young age,
1: I used to make videos with my friends and we just make skits. And uh, there was a, I was probably in like sixth grade and I was making like just random skits with my dad's old point and shoot camera. But sit, when I was in sixth grade, that's probably like almost 10 years ago from now. Because I'm 22 years old, yeah. and uh, back then we just made videos on YouTube for fun. Like YouTube wasn't a thing. There's no like idea of monetizing, yeah, yeah. revenue. <laughs> like these words were just literally <laughs> foreign to me. Yeah, yeah. And this one YouTube was a small community where there's people like Fred, Smile. I and, and like the incentive to make YouTube videos was just really can people watch it, and like you yeah. wanted to get views, and like you there's a, such a small a community aspect about it that. Everyone who made videos then knew each other, and we just did it for fun, and I really, not until my eighth grade year, I took it seriously, because I just started making, I I started to really dive into making more serious short films, Yeah. because my friends, we always had cameras around, so, and then I learned how to use a camera, and moving forward from there, in high school, I started making more short films, making YouTube videos. And that's when it all just spiraled into this whole mess. That's so crazy.
2: So, like, eighth grade was, like, the start of it, you'd say? Yeah. Dude, that's so dope. So, nowadays, with the, with the way you do storytelling and the way you do content, especially, like, on Instagram, the short documentaries, that sort of style, Yeah. what would you say was the inspiration to, for example, do the documentary style? Because, like, I think a lot of people, they'll put the vlogs, they'll do the put out content right but you you can tell you have a genuine like outlook to it and you truly put some time and effort into the voiceovers into like, right. the energy like like I said it's, it's different than what I've seen that's why I was really intrigued when I first came across of it but what would you say was like the the pivot to start creating content like so um
1: so I've always my whole life I always was into watching movies I had this big idea for a long time where I had if I watched a movie every single night whether whatever genre it be i'd be able to soak up some of the knowledge like subconsciously learn more about the craft that i didn't think i would ever even think of needing one day down the line and uh i really was drawn to this director martin scorsese because yeah. he uses voiceovers all the time and um after watching his movies i watched pretty much everything movie movies made and then i I mixed that with watching my favorite TV show of all time, Entourage. Yeah. And I was like, hey, like, how can I do a crossbreed of film, cinematic, Martin Scorsese stuff with more so of an Entourage outlook on life of like, where a bunch of kids from a suburban, suburban town who have really not many connections with Hollywood at all, yeah, yeah. how can they make it? And I wanted to showcase a lifestyle where people could, it's attainable. Yeah. you just work hard enough and through that i was able to shape my style of editing and filming
2: and i guess we're here today yeah, that's so dope so, so where are you from for people that may not know
0: um i grew
1: up in the suburbs of chicago it was a little town called sort of little, little <laughs> town Called
2: palatine illinois okay uh, northwest suburb that's what's up so i'm very curious because i know that you have a lot of videos on YouTube in specific, and yeah. a lot of them, the one of them that I first came across was the one where it was like my friend Khalid, right? Yeah. And we watched it today. I showed Roger. Shout out to Roger if he's listening to this, right? But it was really inspiring to me because I think like you all have a very unique outlook to not only the social media world, but just like what it truly means to start something, put in time, right, and see something win, right? And you said it perfectly in that video. You're like, dude, you really did it, right? Mm-hmm. And I watched that video and the energy that I felt from it—it it was very inspiring. Number one, but it—it it, it was something that it, you put it out in twenty seventeen, so it was like now almost two years ago. And I was like, "Dude, like this is this is more than a video. It has a true message to it." But I'd love for you to touch on that because I don't know if everyone has seen has seen that video. That maybe okay. listening to that, but I would love for you to just go into what that video means to you. Yeah. How it's affected you and overall just your guys' relationship because I think it was something very unique when I saw it. Like yeah. I said, that's more than a video, but a true meaning.
1: Yeah, so if anyone doesn't know, he's referencing a video I made in 2017 called My Friend Khalid, and it's uh, one of my favorite videos i ever made, and it's about the musician Khalid, how him and I developed a friendship before he yep. became famous. And uh, this is easily one of, I think, my best work I've ever made. For sure. Um, and so back... In maybe 2016 uh, I, I reached out to Khalid on, on Twitter yeah. on hey man I heard location on SoundCloud a big fan That's and bad. he reached out to me and he replied saying like hey man like thank you and the few months go by I don't even I don't hear from him for a while and he reaches out to me saying out of nowhere saying hey do you still live in LA and I go yeah he goes hey like so what are you doing tomorrow I'm like okay like let's come over yeah, and yeah. he comes over and he's like yo bro I have like no friends in LA <laughs> like he was one of the first people i've ever met here i'm like bet let's just hang out yeah and then over like the course of a long like a long time him and i would hang out every single day you would come to my apartment and just chill and uh, we developed a very genuine relationship and it was so funny he only had like ten thousand followers on instagram and Khalid's one of <laughs> the biggest musicians in the world right now yeah and uh we were just just good homies we go everywhere together but it was so funny like he, had a, he has a really good A&R, like one of okay. the best A&R right now. But at the time, um, he would always be like, yo, bro, I have to go to this event. And then he'd come b- back over the next day. He's like, yeah, bro, I met Bryson Tiller and he posted me on his Instagram. And then he went from like 10K to like 40K. <laughs> and then he's good, like, yo, man. I have to go to this other event tonight. And like, he would go from like 40K and he'd hang out with Kylie Jenner and he'd be at 100K. And this kid yeah. was just going nuts. I'm yeah, like, yeah. bro, it's incredible how much you're doing. And like, genuinely, I didn't make this video for just like... For views or anything like that it was yeah I he was really like one of my best friends at the time Like I'd never I didn't have anyone closer in my life besides Cleed yeah and uh, I wanted to show my appreciation for him because you know when you become like that level of stardom you're busy like very busy yeah. you have world tours you have all these press things to be at your life is pretty st- structured out for sure so I don't get to see this guy as much but like I wanted to make a little homage so like I appreciate you for helping me like You've helped me in my life in ways I never thought possible. Yeah. So I wanted to make a video like saying thank you, and uh, I guess a lot of people resonated with it. It was just more so like we, we had this friendship. Yeah. And then it ended with us me going to one of his shows, and it was just sold out, and there was like over a thousand people there, and I was like, I almost started crying when I was yeah. there. I'm like, holy shit! Like this is, you, you've done yeah. it. Like you, you, like, you were a kid who used to just come over to my apartment, and now that's crazy. You're like
2: a superstar. It yeah. was nuts. That's insane. No, it, it's dope. Cause like, if you watch the video, which I'll make sure I link it down below, it's like you feel that energy. That's why I brought it up because I was showing yeah. him earlier, and it's like, like I said, like I'm saying it again. It's it's, it has a true purpose and story that the video doesn't do it justice. You know, I think it's something where it's like seeing that not only resonates with a mass audience of people, not only because it's he's a musician now and he's killing right. it, but just like the story of it, right? So going back a little bit. 1340 Collective, right? Yeah. What would you say, like, nowadays, I always see your Instagram stories, you got, like, the whole print shop, it's freaking killing it in terms yeah. of, like, the branding, the, like, the style. It's, like like you said, streetwear. I love streetwear industry as well. And, and me seeing that, I'm like, dude, super dope. So you started that, now going out of college, you graduate and you said, four weeks. Yeah. If your grades are good, right? What would you say is the main mission for that right now and moving forward? Uh, the main mission right now is trying to scale it as much as possible because, like, when I mean, you really think about
1: it I really made this company as just a, as a joke
0: yeah. and I,
1: I finally t- started taking it serious and have a lot of collaborations with a lot of really prominent people and companies right now I have a collaboration coming up with LA Weekly coming out in like uh, two weeks That's dope. and then I have like a bunch of other collaborations in the works as well with like, a bunch of musicians um, but it, it's just really I'm, I'm, I want to see how far I can go because yeah. I have a lot of social cosigns with a lot of like athletes right now and they've been showing me a lot of love recently so i i I really don't know like when i started this company it was more so i didn't it was just for fun and now that it's bringing in like very substantial revenue and a lot of like actual important people are wearing my stuff it's
2: like yo like i have something on my hands that's dope i I think one of the biggest things that i want to touch on there is like for example collaborations i think a lot of people like the reason i started this podcast is collaborations that's how we're doing this right now right it's like my vehicle to network and get into the right circles and just meet people through it right like and that's very much so elevated my brand as an individual yeah so when you say collaborations what would you say has given you the access and I would I would call it like access but leverage to collaborate with these people from the start because obviously you've built a brand you have the credibility now and I think a lot of people that are listening to this podcast it's like they understand building a personal brand is important they understand right. content will lead to opportunities but they're they may be stuck they may be putting out videos no one's watching yeah. what would you say has allowed you to really elevate your game build a brand gain respect and move in the direction of doing these strategic collaborations okay. with all these influential people
1: yeah so I feel like a lot of these people who are watching this probably don't know who I am um, when I was younger and I was in eighth grade I used to sneak into concerts because I grew up okay. in the suburbs of Chicago and everybody who would come on tour as musicians would have to stop in Chicago yeah, yeah so every single weekend I would take the train downtown and I would literally take my dad's camera and I would go up to the, the security guard and be like hey I'm a photographer Rolling Stones and people and back then like photography, videography and Instagram wasn't a thing so like it wasn't trendy back then so like if you had a camera you were serious. Yeah, and I had this huge camera, and they're like, "All right, you're in." And I don't know why they believed me because I was like a scrawny little kid, and but for some reason they did. And I'd get into all these shows, and I'd take my way backstage, and a lot of the times even on stage, and I'd be taking photos of all these rappers, musicians, That's whatever. And I would do this every single weekend and once you do it enough times you don't have to sneak in anymore people start inviting yeah yeah. and I got invited to these shows and and then it progressed to me being invited to go on tour with musicians and be their photographer videographer and um, from there like a lot of people think you need to be paid that's like a big thing in like creative world like oh I did a service I'm worth X like two hundred fifty dollars take photos but I'm, I'm a very strong believer in the opposite. It's, Got it. you don't yeah. need to be paid. Like, in the long run, so yeah, maybe in the short term, $250 is nice. You might pay your rent and whatever. But if yeah. you're trying to become, like, a substantial person in the scene, you do things for free. Free is actually more valuable than a short-term Freed. payment. So, like, Freed. being able to, like, do these photos for free for all these people, sure, a lot of them will just take the photos and run with it. Yeah. But some don't. And See, those are value. the people who will stick around. You'll be their guy forever, and then come and this is what's this is why thirteen forty really worked for me. So I did all these photography stuff for free for these really influential people. Got it. But there, there's another form of currency besides money, and that's just social uh so, social posts. Yeah. That's the ultimate currency. So back then I did all this stuff for free and I maintained relationships with them, and then. When I launched 1340, like, probably four years later, I hit them up. I'm like, hey, man, like, yeah. hey, uh, I launched this clothing company. Can you please wear a photo, take a photo of it? And they take, fa- take a bunch of pictures wearing the clothes. Yep. And next thing you know, they post it. And now that photo of them wearing it has a lot of power. Yeah. And they post it, and now all their followers are like, yo, what is 1340? Yep. And you see another person was, well, like, "Oh, I've seen 34 on his page, and now this page," and then that just compounds on each other over yeah. and over again. And now instead of taking two hundred fifty dollars back then to take some photos, I gave him a free T-shirt, and now that T-shirt is worth ten thousand dollars. Yeah. So it's just how you want to
2: see it. Dude, you're speaking my language, bro. That's so facts. So you were so bring me back. So like you're finessing getting these concerts, and as you know, like the mindset of, like, free, free, free. Like, I don't know, do you know yeah. Gary V? Yeah. So he's always talking about, like, jab, 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 right hook, where it's, like, give, 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 ask, right? And, like, mm-hmm. I, I see that in your approach to, when you launched it four years later. What, what would you say instilled that into you? Because was it more so just gut of, like, yo, if I do this now, I know that there's value later? Because I think a lot of people listening, it's, like, they not only want to get paid like they they expect it right yeah, not you, not that you shouldn't like everyone yeah. is
1: worth something you should definitely lose the ego that's de- yeah. that's one of the first things i learned in this scene i just completely dropped the ego no matter if they have millions of followers or if yeah. they have only a 1000 it doesn't matter For because sure. if you do if you do stuff that you actually like because back then I wanted to take photos because I thought it was fun. I didn't really think, I didn't even consider money at all. I was happy enough if they posted it on their Twitter and it was like tagged, at Justin Escalona took this photo. And and like back then Twitter wasn't even big either. So if they got like 40 likes on it, I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) And like I'm like screenshotting it, sending it to all my friends. But it's really like, it's not important. Like money isn't, sure, because a lot of, I feel like a lot of kids who are like starting up as entrepreneurs aren't coming from rags. Yeah. And I know some might be, and I don't want to be insensitive to that, but a lot of kids come from stable families. They live, they're in high school, their yeah. parents pay for their phone bill, they live, they live rent-free. Yeah. What is the risk? If you do something for free for somebody, you take photos of someone for free, what are you losing? It, yeah, like, yeah. It's sure, you get a few hundred dollars, but if you want a few hundred dollars, just go work at Target. Like, you, don't, sure. <laughs> you don't need those hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. Be Having genuine relationships, if you want to take this stuff full full boat and you want to go all the way with it, you don't need the few hundred bucks in exchange for something much bigger. Yeah. But also back then, I, I, I never even thought of it like that. I thought of it as I just enjoyed taking photos. Okay. And I wanted to, I felt cool going to a show. No, 100%. But then, now looking back on it, I'm like, thank God I didn't charge because yeah, 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 yeah.
2: I wouldn't be friends with half the people I know. Yeah, because then, and, and it's like, they see you as then like, you're just the guy they pay and boom, like, you truly build relationships is yeah, so like what you, I'm hearing. You
1: got to think like, there's two guys. The guy that say you're an artist. You have the guy who is reliable, will shoot everything for free, and is on the is always available. Yeah. Or, oh, uh, there's the guy who charges me five hundred dollars, and he's kind of like a he's kind of a bitch about it, and he's like picking yeah, yeah. and he's asked for his money, and he says only one edit per photo. Who do you pick? Yeah. He's all day. And the next thing you know, when that artist blows up, uh, he calls you. And yep. when the label has a huge budget, he says, hey. I'm going to give you $50,000. And you're like, amazing. <laughs> for sure. And then it's just like
2: a lot of young entrepreneurs overlook that. Okay. That's so dope, bro. So it's like, you say that, right? So hip-hop, has that always been a thing for you? Like, yeah, it's back, always like, been a thing. Because you're saying like sneaking to shows backstage, like I can tell that's, a, that's been your thing, right? Yeah. Love it. Well, what would you say growing up were like inspiration to you in the hip-hop scene? Uh, back then, I was really, when I was growing up, there was
1: like, I don't know like maybe some listeners here might re- resonate with this but yeah. uh i don't know if a lot of kids were a part of like the call of duty Mom uh, over to trick shotting sure. community for sure so like if you guys know what phase clan is yeah. i used to be in phase clan hey that's I, it i used to be uh, uh an editor and videographer for phase okay um so i was always hip to those musicians and like if you are if you're familiar with that you'll know that there's a whole community of musicians that came from that logic logic (laughs) allen g easy people like that and like those are the people who were going on tour when i was young so like being a part of phase clan and also being able to go to these shows and meet the people that we used in our montages was cool so like back then i was really into like logic still into logic because like i I work with that team very closely now um g-easy uh i guess hoodie allen yeah, not yeah. so much anymore but like back then that was like yeah that was the shit and i, I was that's never so really into like hard hard rap but i always had the opportunity to take photos i'm from chicago so i gotta take yeah. photos of like chance the rapper and stuff okay. like that it
2: was it was sick that's so freaking dope bro so like you're about to graduate college now so bring back high school so i just graduated high school last year 18 years old wait what? really yeah how did you think i was I have no he idea. said 24 I thought maybe like 20 21 22. okay okay 18 and I, I got into this whole social media game like 15 16 it's been like three years and that's about it right so yeah. like for you what would you say like through high school was the main thing that sort of kept you motivated to start doing what you're doing now just bring me back a little bit in terms okay. of like because yeah. I think a lot of my listeners that listen to this it's in that 16 to 20 25 demographic and like they're trying to build a brand. They want to gain credibility. They want to have these collaborations. And like you're breaking it down to a science to them. But I think hearing it from you're 22 now, correct? Yeah. Hearing it from that perspective, some may be older than you, some may be younger. But people always say, and I've heard this all the time, which like, why not them? Like they don't believe they can do it, whether that's the surroundings they're in or their community. Like people just always say it's not for you. You can't do this. You can't do that. I got that a lot growing up. What would you say allowed you to? push those people out and actually just pursue your passions where it's like, yo, I'm going to sneak into this show and do this photo shoot and be happy as hell and not complain about not getting paid 250 bucks. Yeah, so, That mentality, uh, I think, is very important. A lot of people will try to tell you that it's like your dream isn't good enough
1: or it's unrealistic, but... It might be. It might be unrealistic. It might be crazy, but like you're young and you only have so much time to be able to live in that mindset because I feel like once you turn past 25, people are like, stop acting dumb. Like stop being, stop dreaming. Stop like thinking of being, stop being, (laughs) you don't have these youthful ideas anymore. But when you're like 16 years old, you're like, hey, I want to make the next Facebook. You're like, you know what, man? What's stopping you? You really have no barriers. You have to go to school from 8 a.m. to 3 (laughs) p.m. and yeah, you might have to go to hockey practice after that and now you're all free you can do whatever you want like sure like yeah. research as much as you want sure like who cares like the kids in high school who make fun of you like yeah those kids who make fun of you are probably gonna be fucking working at home depot when they're 40 years old. <laughs> so like i really have like i don't care like yeah you just to lose these kids who are making fun of you now and say that big idea that you had works out yeah they're gonna ask you and they're gonna come up to you and say, hey man and knew you can make it, and it's like, yeah. no, you didn't, and that feeling of being able to say that is going to be so much worth, so much better than being like, oh, my God, they're making fun of me because I want to be, uh, be an entrepreneur, like, yeah, fuck yeah. those kids, like, who cares? Yeah. D- did you grow up, like, surrounded by entrepreneurs, or this is, like, a whole new line uh, that you created? So, my best friend in high school, him, and, his name is Nick Kowalski, if you're listening to this, uh, he, up, uh, <laughs> him and I had this, like, weird chemistry that I feel like is very rare okay. in I've never met anyone, like I've, I've been living in L.A. for this long, and I have never met anyone who has this with me, where we can sit down in a room and just bounce yeah. ideas. Like we can sit in a room for like 10 minutes, and we'll have like 40, 40 business ideas. I mean, this odd way of just connecting. Yeah, yeah. And uh, even today, I consult with him. He doesn't live in L.A. anymore, but yeah. him and I just talk every, like pretty much every once a week. Like, yo, I have all these ideas, and boom, 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 boom. I have yeah. anything I'm struggling with, he can just help me out. So you got to find that friend who will be there with you got and it. tell you that your ideas aren't crazy. And if you have that guy, because I know a lot of kids who will like will sit down in like a like a circle with their friends and like yeah. probably like get high or smoke some or drink some beer and they'll be like uh, I have this idea to be to make the next tumblr and it's like crazy, right? Yeah. But when you have that friend who's like, "Yeah, like let's do it." That friend is valuable. Yep. versus having a friend that's like, oh, bro, like, stop. like Step that, that, out of it. Yo, like, stop <laughs> being dumb. And you, yeah. you have that guy who kills the energy. Having the friend who sits there and is like, yo, man, like, maybe not that one, but how about this one? And then yeah. you go, hey, how about not that one and this one? You keep spiraling, yeah. and now you guys can – there's no judgment. Mm-hmm. When you have that friend who's too cool to be like, oh, I, that's dumb, yeah. you'll get nowhere. And you'll we'll be forever broke but you have that friend who is who wants to be a little crazy with you
2: hey man like you never know yeah that's super dope that, that, that's freaking epic because like so now how long have you lived in LA oh, like four years four years yeah What well, so you're in Chicago growing up like did you come to LA a lot what, were, you, were you traveling seeing different things like what brought you to LA and the energy and everything out here because obviously it's it's probably not only helped you so much but it's like been a concrete step yeah. to be where you are today What was that like growing up? Like, did you come out to LA and like taste it? You're like, yo, I want to be out there? Or how did that look? So, like, like, I
1: don't honestly, thinking back on it, I don't think I ever went to LA when I was younger. I always visited my cousins up in San Francisco, Napa Valley area. They would go skiing in Tahoe all the time. Okay. But um, my cousin there, he just had a flag in his room. It was a USC flag. And I was like, like, (laughs) I always want to go to USC. I I knew nothing. Yeah. And I was like, oh. I guess I want to go to USC too. And <laughs> I, NCAA football was a thing That the video game. I yeah, always yeah. play as USC. I Got literally it. had no idea what USC was. even like Where it was. was it in LA? Was it in San Diego? Yeah, I, yeah. know, I didn't even know what the difference in LA and San Diego was. Got it. <laughs> and uh, I guess in high school when I started getting into film, like really into film and watching movies every single night, I was like, "Yo, yeah. maybe USC is the place. Because USC is regarded the best film school in yeah. the world. And I was like, well, shit, like, why not give that a try yeah and i don't know if you know this but um i applied to like 20 film schools damn and i got rejected by all of them shit. except for usc and no, that was shit. like the craziest day of my life and that was the excuse to move
2: out to la I was okay like, all right. let's do it that's freaking nuts yeah. 20 so that's the best so it's like at the end of the day, like that's the best way you could have won. Oh yeah, like what? So I, I, how did how did everyone say no, and then that one best one? I man, have no idea. That's I got low. I got rejected
1: from this college called Chapman University. I've heard of Chapman. Definitely. And it's a pretty good film school, it's ranked yeah. pretty in the top ten. I got rejected from there, and uh, like a like a month ago, they invited me to do a talk. At their, at their school, oh, I,
2: yeah, I saw that. And I thought it was Posted so it.
1: funny. Oh, dude, it's like the. It's... And I definitely had to start it off with, <laughs> I got rejected from this school, <laughs> and they were like, "Oh my god!" And all the students started laughing. And it's like, well, yeah, I really did. That's so dope. <laughs> like,
2: That's so dope, though. Yeah, it was sick. So dope. So I got got like two more questions for you, man. So it's like, looking back, I think I always like to bring up like the people that are listening, right? That's what truly matters within a podcast, and yeah. The more I've gone out and gone to events and seen people that are building their brands, like they never know how to differentiate, right? They they see someone they want to model and like try to be like that person. I like I got caught up in a lot doing that where it's like you see everyone and what you quote unquote think works, yeah. but you you block out what is truly you, where you're passing, the authenticity, like right. And I see that very clearly within your brand in the sense of like you are doing you to the maximum, right? So right. it's like what would you tell that person that it's like he feels blocked, he feels stuck, he feels like he only, he has to try to one up someone that he's watching on social media because he doesn't yeah. even know, bro. There's a bunch of bullshit that like people get caught up in, I believe, and it's like it's not healthy, right? Oh, people try not. people try to be like this person and don't be their selves. So yeah. Like, what would you say to that to that person? Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with finding a role
1: model or an inspiration that you take full throttle because no. if you look back at my old stuff it looks like a carbon copy Casey Neistat video. Okay. And like, Casey Neistat I feel like will speak to a lot of young filmmakers. Everyone wants yep. to be Casey Neistat. Yeah, shout out Casey. Like, it, it gives you an experience of like, oh, like, it gives you an opportunity to make videos in your like low budget style. You, have, yeah. you don't have a lot of money, but like Casey can, if you do his style, it's possible. And yep. for a long time I just copied him and I got, uh, it. it you learn a lot mm-hmm. you learn a lot about film you learn a lot about like making things work with what you got and one day I was like this is way too similar yeah. and I was like well how can I take what I've learned of my like literal year of copying Casey Neistat yeah and turning it into something of my own and I started incorporating elements of like movies I enjoyed watching and I was like oh, okay now like let, let's let's try to make uh, a voice for myself yeah. that like can be copied like can someone copy me and it, I have this big theory that if you cannot be copied you do not have a brand and uh, that's so real yeah so like <laughs> shit <laughs> so I started to like trying to find like my thing like what What could people copy? And the next thing you know, it developed into this, or what I have now. And it's so obvious if someone makes a copy of my videos, and it's like, huh, that's like, I don't get offended because I know exactly
2: what they're at. I used to do the same thing. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I'm talking, and I think the biggest thing for me when I do podcasts with someone, it's like, it allows me just to get to know someone, right? And what would you say that throughout social media or the content you put out, what would you want someone to know about you that you necessarily? don't talk about a lot or you don't just put out there a lot because the thing everyone has like you brought up hockey right that hit me because i played hockey for 10 years i was like dope like that just something that hit me right but yeah. like what would you tell to that person that just came across you if there was one thing you'd want them to know about you and that would stick with them what would that be okay i've actually put some thought into this before <laughs> a lot of
1: dope. people might think that like minor things that they're doing don't matter that there will be no significance one day. I, I even, when I was younger, I'm like, yo, literally there is no point. Why am I doing gymnastics? And then next thing you know, like, I, I learned how to do flips. I do learn how to do all these, like, big acrobatic activities. Yeah. And then I was in high school, and, like, I just did it because my parents told me to do a sport. And yep. uh, fast forward, like, a few years, Sam Colder becomes super popular for doing backflips <laughs> off of massive cliffs. And... <laughs> I'm like, wait, I can do those flips too. Yeah, yeah. And those little things I did back in high school where I thought would be literally pointless turned into something. And now I can make videos where I jump off of random cliffs and do a double backflip that I that's thought w- back in high school, like doing double backflip, who cares? Like it wasn't a thing, yeah. but now it is. Yep. And that can be scaled into so many other different avenues of like of yeah. business, of your, of life. Yep. And like that's just one example. Like another example might be, um, yeah, I, I tie it back into the sneaking into concerts. Yeah. Never would have thought sneaking into concerts and taking photos would lead me into having major cosigns for a clothing company one day. Yeah. Back in the high school, I literally wore Vineyard Vines <laughs> and Sperry's every day. So to think that I was into <laughs> yeah, yeah. streetwear is nuts. Okay. So like, everything you do one day
2: might have a, a greater purpose. Yeah. And if it doesn't, oh well. Dude, that's freaking epic, man. Thank you so much, man, for all the knowledge, my brother. So that being said, people that are just coming across this podcast, that just heard your story, where's the best place for them to connect with you, watch your content? Where should they go to find out more? Uh just you can find
1: me on Instagram at Justin Escalona yep. or uh, YouTube at Justin Escalona. All my social medias
2: are Justin Escalona. Dope. I got mine are all different. I got fucked. Uh, <laughs> my damn. name. It's all good though. <laughs> But yeah, man, so everyone listening, I really appreciate you tuning in. Justin, thank you so much, brother, for making this happen. Thank you for this having was, you this me, This was so last minute. And um, yeah, man, yeah. Was, I just uh, want to say... Do like, people know that we literally met like two minutes before we started recording? Yeah, like we got to do it fast. That's crazy. It's dope, bro. Like, honestly, though, like, I just want to say thank you. My buddy, huge shout out to my buddy Anthony Bertonson as well, because I remember I, I used to see a lot of your content, and he was showing me all of these different videos, like over and over and over. He was just sending, me, sending them yeah. to me, and I was like... Dude, this dude like, you're on, it. and then I saw the different articles come out, and like I saw the thing where you spoke at that college that kicked you out. I was like, dude, yeah. like, there's a lot of people that are doing it, but I'd like to say like the content you're putting out, like I'm a huge fan, I'm a huge supporter. So like, I just want to put that out there, man, because you're killing it. Thank you, bro. I appreciate it for sure. So that being said, I just want to say thank you to everyone for tuning into the Build Your Empire podcast. Make sure you go check out Justin. He's a beast. Go cop some thirteen forty collective because dude, it's so fire. Thank you. Go bro. check it out. <laughs> Peace.